what is a memory you have of Grandma Yannicka's house? Grandma Yannicka's house was uh, very simple. Uh, it had been built originally as one room and then as they got the money they added rooms so it was one big room at, in the beginning and um, then it became the kitchen it was a big kitchen with a table to eat at and uh, a stove which uh, provided heat for the downstairs. Then they added a pantry area uh, and so forth. And as by the time they, then they added like a, um, uh, it was like a, a living room. And then they added a real living room and the old room became a room to like a playroom and and then they started adding upstairs so they added um, one very large bedroom that went the length of the house and that had two uh, double beds and then two bedrooms that had you know regular beds and then the girls slept up in the attic hmm. on the third floor. A one room had always been Johnny Brush, uh, his room. Oh, the guy who was a boarder. Yeah, uh, like, yes. He at... had come over on the boat from Lithuania with Grandpa Yannicka, Adam Yannicka, and uh, just hung around with him. Uh, even after um, Grandpa Yannicka died, Johnny Bruges lived on in the house till um, he had to go in a nursing home. He was dying. So Aunt Julie realized how, how bad he was. It was disgusting. But anyhow, she took him to a, a veteran's home, I think. He had fought in the Russo-Japanese War. Around um, what year was that? That would have been the late 1800s. Okay. Um, so, uh, anyhow, he was friends with Grandpa, but he never really was integrated into the family. You know, he, he didn't eat with them. Uh, he ate out on the... Uh, there was an entry to uh, that if you took a couple of steps up, you went into the kitchen. If you took some steps down, you went into a root cellar. And that was kind of his room. He stood out there and smoked and, you know. And he never got married or? No. Okay. And I never knew him to have any other friends. He was a day worker when he didn't work. Did he speak him. English well? That could have been. I don't. He must have spoken some English. Hmm. Uh, but I don't really remember him. I mean, his first language had been Russian. Mm -hmm. He was Russian. And then um, 
he learned Lithuanian so that he could just talk with a Grandpa Yannicka. And so he must have had some English. Was Grandpa Yannicka also Russian and then? No, no he, he was, was Lithuanian. Lithuanian. Grandpa Yannicka had been, uh, was, lived in Vilnius, which was a city. He was a city boy, and he was a tailor. Pretty successful, I guess. And, but he always had wanted to be a farmer. Hmm. And uh, the way for him to be a farmer was to go to America, because there, there was land. he couldn't do it in Lithuania. There wasn't enough land, he lived in the city, and so forth. So um, he came over to the United States. And according to what I heard when Grandma and Grandpa were being interviewed by Uncle Bobby, he and Grandma Yannicka met in New Hampshire, mm. which I had never known. And they got married there. And Grandma Yannicka was married to Johnny Bruch first? No, no. Okay, okay. Adam Yannicka. Oh, sorry. Okay. Adam Yannicka <laughs> and um, Grandma Yannicka, okay. um, Veronica Yushka. Who um, then became Veronica Yannicka. Yes. Uh, they met in New, uh, New Hampshire, and uh, then they somehow, I don't know how, ended up in South Windsor. There was a Lithuanian community in South Windsor, and so that may well be how they ended oh, up okay. there. Um, and Grandpa Yannicka um, farmed, you know, he as he had money, he bought more, more land. And so they had a good-sized farm and um, he grew, their main crop was tobacco. That's what I remembered. But they also grew uh, vegetables because Grandpa uh, Sala, my dad, used to love to go to the farmer's market on uh, either Friday or Saturday mornings with a truck filled with produce oh. from the Yannicka farm. Oh, so they had that much. So hmm. they had a lot, and um, so that was an additional source of income. Mm -hmm. So Grandpa Sala, Joe Sala, would drive the truck to the farmer's market and sell the vegetables? Yes. And how old was he when he did that? Um. Well, he was in his 20s, I guess. Okay. Um, How old was Graham, Joe, Sala, and Stella when they got married? They were 21, I think. Okay. And I was born when Grandma was 24. Okay. And her mother had her first child at 24, so. Oh. <laughs> and you had your first child at 25? No, 24. Oh, I always thought... I, I was 24 added... when you were born. Oh, okay. Um, I broke the cycle. <laughs> no. No, because I didn't have a child. Oh, right, saying. right. You... Darn it. You went off in a new direction. <laughs> um, 
So, uh, so I had a question about Grammy Annika's house because I remember as a kid going there and all of your relatives would come. Do you know when that started and when that ended? Uh, I think it started as soon as uh, anybody uh, went off to work and they came home on weekends. Okay. Uh, when I was born, Aunt Julie and Aunt Ronnie, at various times, various years, lived with us during the week because they had jobs in Hartford. Oh. And it was an hour bus ride to South Windsor. And then you got off at uh, the the strong road stop, but it was a, a maybe more than a mile, you know, as a kid, I don't know. It might have, it was under two miles, but it was in the dark. So they didn't want to come home at night. Mm -hmm. It was a long <laughs> commitment of time. Because they lived where? What town? They lived in South Windsor. Okay. On Strong Road. But where was Grandma Yanka's house? On Strong Road. The family. Oh, so when okay. Aunt Julie and Aunt Ronnie uh, went to get their first jobs, mm -hmm. they, um, they lived, Hartford was the city, and that's where the good jobs, the high-paying jobs would be for women. So they lived with uh, Grandma and Grandpa, my parents. Mm -hmm. Um, on a couch in the living room, and uh, they went home on weekends, and that established a pattern. We didn't have a car, so we would go, uh, back then, we would go on the bus also. How and old were you when you didn't have a car? When I was born. Oh, so Grandpa didn't have a car. He no. took the bus to work? He, he took to the work? bus to work. Um, I don't think from the bus stop it was very far from our house because sometimes a grandma and I would go out and wait in front of our apartment building. And oh, that's right. So I'm also thinking of the house on Main Street, but when you were born, you did not live there. No. When I was born, we lived in a three-decker house on Broad Street, in Hartford, mm -hmm. Connecticut, and um, we didn't have a car, but we were able to, I know we used to go to somewhere that had ice cream, because Grandpa used to get um, an ice cream sundae, mm. and I would sit on his lap and help him eat it. <laughs> um, so anyhow, that was uh, the pattern, mm -hmm. and we continued it for my my as long as I was um, in in Massachusetts, and uh, I think only when well, Grandma Yannicka had died, and it stopped when she died. And uh, how old were you when she died? Um. Or like what part of your life 
Were you married? Were you a student? I'm, you I was married. married. And, oh, I know, she died the day Luke was born. That's right, because I do have some memories of her. Right. So she died in 1970. Um, 1970, I think, isn't that Luke's birthday is January, I mean, um, and everybody, everybody brought some food. In the summertime, uh, while it was a working farm, um, Grandpa Yannicka had bought a barracks at the end of the Second World War. They were selling uh, barracks, which is where the soldiers slept. Okay, so a little, like... Was it a roof and three walls, a roof, no, and, roof four and four walls? No, roof and four walls. There's a picture of it okay. in the oh, bedroom. Oh, I have seen that. Okay. Um, and that was the summer kitchen because oh. it would get so hot in the house mm-hmm. that they would cook outside. And um, so people would bring food. And uh, one of my funniest memories is... Uh, Everybody was a good cook. Mm-hmm. Um, they had specialties. Grandma was famous for her coleslaw. Oh, okay. Um, Aunt Ronnie made fabulous um, pies, uh, apple pies. Her crusts were just amazing. And Aunt Julie... Um, she must have had other specials. The green jello mold. <laughs> um, no, that came from Kathy's mother. Oh. Kathy Kessler's mother. Okay. I would come home and rave about the salad we had had. Huh. So grandma got the uh, recipe from her. And we would bring that mm-hmm. sometimes. But Aunt um, Edna, who was married to the oldest of the six kids, Uncle Pete, was a terrible cook. Oh, dear. And so it was a family joke that every time the family got together, she would bring a bowl of jello with jelly beans floating Mm. in it. Mm. (laughs) Sugar. I've never heard of it being done anywhere else. So when you would get together on Sunday, I never thought about this before. Did your family, did other families go to church first? Or yes. Did you, okay. Yeah. So it was kind of like you went to church, you came home. Changed got, our clothes. Mm-hmm, got your food. Right. And went until probably. Right. Eight. And then we had, you know, we, or we worked, um, they had a couple of masses, so we would go early. Mm-hmm. And when it was uh, tobacco season, which was from early summer until, um, well, and then in the fall, you when the tobacco had dried out in the barns. 
the process was you planted the tobacco. Uh, you had a, a horse pulling a device that uh, made little holes. Okay. And a, a, a tobacco plant, tiny tobacco plant, or a seed. I, you know, I can't remember it, but planted. And then the, as the tobacco grew, there was something that they called a sucker. Uh, many plants have that between um, the leaves. Okay. Where it came from the main branch of the tobacco plant. Mm -hmm. So um, the, everyone would, everyone, I mean the adults, would go through and they'd snap off those suckers. So the plant would be stronger. Oh, okay. And so I have vivid memories of my mother and my aunts. It was usually the women doing it and the, uh, I, can't, I can't remember what the men would do. Um, but they would have babushkas on oh, their heads. Be hot. And, mm -hmm. Yes, because it would be hot and they would have um, shorts and uh, sleeveless shirts on. Uh, the part of Connecticut that I grew up in was called Tobacco Valley. Oh. Because it was so warm and humid. Um, so it was good for tobacco to grow mm -hmm. there. And um, also, all around my grandparents' house was clay. The soil was clay. Hmm. There was a brickyard a mile away uh, from the house that made bricks um, and um, was, you know, a very successful business. Hmm. So I guess the soil was... Was the, part of the brick, maybe? Was the, the clay soil was good for the tobacco. Oh, okay. Um, and then uh, the women went again early in the morning, took the suckers off. The men followed them with hatchets, cut the, the tobacco stalk off at the bottom, and laid it a particular way so that they were in neat rows with the, um, the stalk facing um, forward in a row. Okay. And you left it for several hours so the plants would be completely dry. Mm -hmm. The sun would dry it. And then uh, there would be a device that um, they called it a horse. It was uh, it was like uh, it was on on one wheel in the front, two wheels on the back, and a sharp stick with a metal. Oh, I almost think I've seen a picture. Mm -hmm. A metal piece on mm -hmm. the end that was, it was a spear, really. Mm -hmm. And uh, the women, usually had the job, would carry the uh, tobacco stalk up and the men would 
swiftly pull it onto that spear. There's usually six stalks. Okay. And another man would come by, lift it off the horse, that spear with the six stalks, and carry it to a wagon. And they were in rows with just enough space for them to breathe. The horse, and there was... For was, what to breathe? The tobacco? The tobacco okay. stalks. Probably. So that there was air that could okay. get between them. So that they could drive without getting um, mildew. Okay. Because that would kill them. Oh, and crop. it was humid there, right. And um, so the horse would then, another man would drive the horse into the barn. And my grandparents had three large red barns. And the man who was driving would then climb up on the, um, it was an open wagon, a rectangle. And there was um, board on the bottom and the man would stand on the board, lift the speared uh, stick. Stalk? Mm -hmm. Well, no, it had the six plants on it. Oh. Lift that up at an angle to a man who was standing in the barn, you know, like five or six feet above. And he would grab the plant and he would tilt it, the, the plants, tilt the stick and hand it to someone who was five feet above so that they would pl bring the plants up to the very top. Oh. And the barn was probably like a three or four story house. Hmm. So it was tall. Mm -hmm. And once that whole top was filled, mm -hmm. then they'd do the next layer. Ultimately, the entire barn was filled. So after they grew all this tobacco, how did they sell it? Do you remember? In the fall, when the leaves were dried, mm -hmm. you wanted to have a leaf that was perfect. Oh. Hello? stopped it but I did not um, so the um, you wanted to have a leaf and the leaf was maybe two uh, you know between one one and a half feet wide and maybe a little longer and you wanted it to be smooth with no holes it formed a cigar this was cigar tobacco. Oh, and so if it had any holes or anything, okay. it was imperfect. You wouldn't get the same price. Mm -hmm. And then so 
the, the growers didn't roll it. Mm -hmm. The buyers would be the buyers. So you would, um, this was in the fall, you would strip off the leaves and make up a, a smooth pile and bind it together and the, it would then be sold. These piles would be sold to uh, a cigar maker. Okay. Uh, so that was the, the process. So I have a couple questions. One, since you remember it so well, what, were you a kid watching this happening? Were you a teenager helping with this? Yes. Both. When I was about three or four, I, for some reason, I was the only one of the grandchildren who ever worked on the tobacco. I had two older cousins, but that was the, they were the children of the jelly bean lady. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and um, the parents, both she and my uncle, were alcoholics, mm -hmm. so they um, they didn't do a good job of raising their mm -hmm. kids. So I would uh, go out to the field, and I would care, and I would get a uh, like a big. They were like big. What do you call it? The the, the, the shovels. No, uh, the ladle. A, okay. a big ladle, like a soup. Do ladle. you need to interrupt? No. Do you need to sit down? I was going to sit down. Okay. They would, I would uh, go and get a ladle full of water and carry it to a worker and then, you know, so that was my job, mm -hmm. was to carry the ladles of water. And then after they were all done, I would go out in the field and any leaves that had fallen off that were in good condition, I would pick them up. Oh, I would pick them up and carry them over to the side for, you know, my mother or father mm -hmm. or somebody to smooth out, assess if it was good enough to save and put make a pile. Mm -hmm. um, then when I was um, really too young to do this, part of the problem with my shoulders is... Um, Child labor? Uh, well, the doctor has told mm -hmm. me that I damaged my, the, the top of my, whatever you call that, part of your neck where, you know, across. Um, damaged it by lifting stuff that was too heavy for oh. me. But I would carry those laths with six plants, um, trying to hold them up high enough so that I didn't step on them, because of course I was short. Um, so I did that, and then as I got older and stronger, I, um, I worked summers, uh, I worked uh, at, uh, my, at my grandparents, 
and then when I was 13. All around Grandma and Grandpa's house was tobacco also. Around Joe and Stella's house? Joe there? and Stella's house. Oh. That was all tobacco uh, gardens, whatever hmm. you call them, fields. And there was, and there's a picture uh, out in the hall of, of our house here of all of uh, the family standing and in the background you can see one of those big red uh, barns mm -hmm. that was uh, our next door neighbors. There was a family called Lieblers and they had I don't know how many acres of uh, tobacco. And I guess farm. tobacco, this might be stupid, but tobacco's not dangerous unless you smoke it. Right. So, like, there wasn't any harm being, right. whereas, like, if you're next to a nuclear power plant, you might have right. a problem. Right. Huh. So, from the time I was 13 till I was 16, I worked on the Liebler's tobacco farm. Oh. And that's when I got the, all the muscles under my left eye cut. Oh, right. From one of those sharp spear sticks oh. um, that uh, another one of my girlfriends who was working on the farm spun around with one. Who was that? That was Peggy um, Bantle. She lived across the street from uh, my parents' house, the Bantles. Anyhow, she spun around as I came running thinking that I was not knowing mm -hmm. what to do. But anyhow, she spun around and that spear part slid Gross. under my eye. Yes, it was, because the eyeball slid Ew. right out on my cheek. Um, so anyhow, that, um, that I did, and as I say, it was very heavy work, unusual mm -hmm. for a kid in those days, I'm sure all of my family, you know, my mom, my uncles, I'm sure every one of them did that too growing up. Mm -hmm. Well, the other thing I was wondering is did the Yannickas have other workers or was it only their family who cut um, or planted and cut? And and Johnny Brush. In the, in the peak of the season, there were other people, who, other farmers, who came and helped. And uh, it was like a cooperative. You weren't paid, mm -hmm. but you and two of your workers came and worked with Grandma and Grandpa. Grandma didn't, at that point, was working in the kitchen. She wasn't working in the field. Um, Stella then, was working in the kitchen. Stella, no. Grandma Yannick Veronica Yannicka was, was working in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. um, and um, then when the neighbor needed the labor, you said, my grandfather and Johnny Bruch would go over and work for the neighbor. Mm -hmm. Um, so yes, there were other people. I'm sure there were people who worked from outside, day labor. Johnny Bruch obviously worked year-round as day labor, um, 
doing, you know, I don't know, mowing, whatever. Mm. Um, so that's what those big red barns, and they have the doors or the, the boards that uh, are the walls of the barn rotate. So they open up so the breeze can blow oh. through and help the plants dry. Yeah. Oh. And when it rains, the farmer goes out and closes huh. the boards so that you don't get all that moisture. Like, it probably could used in Cuban cigars. That's what mom was saying that it wasn't um, that it wasn't c- cigarettes. Cigarettes. It was. Um, in your neighborhood, were you surrounded by tobacco uh, farms or not? Originally, yes. Okay, but not that you remember when. Well, across the street, I remember the word tobacco farm. Okay. I first moved there, yes. Huh. Behind my house was the meadow. There's no farms down there. But, okay. Uh, did you ever work on tobacco? I never did, no. Well, I'm going to stop it here. And that will be my... Oh, I think I'm going to stop it.